We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. The OG's back in the building here for week seven. Going to talk everything on the main slate. As always, cover you with all the plays. We're going to look at the betting lines as well, see if we can find some edges there. But again, welcome in. Appreciate you guys listening. I am your host, Chris, Beer Makers fan, Prince, as always, joined by my fellow OG's notorious and head chopper. Boys, how was week six? Noda, we'll start with you. Hopefully, a good week. Get that, get that money rolling. Get on a momentum swing here going into week seven. How last week treat you, buddy? Yeah, week six was a little rough for me. Um, I ended up making a good move on Sunday morning. Um, you know, Malcolm Brown, Leonard Fournette, and uh, Le'Veon Bell were all expected to be really highly owned. I didn't really want all three in the same lineup, so I ended up choosing Chubb over Fournette and still got crushed. Um, and the rest of my lineup was just terrible. So looking forward to this week. and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, one of our listeners should, you know, tally our bets up. I have no idea if we're doing good or bad with our uh, takes on these lines. Yeah, we should have somebody go back. So if somebody is, like, really bored <laughs> and you have nothing to do, like, for a couple hours and you want to go back and listen to six hours of the OGs, uh, that would be awesome. So I, I was thinking more moving forward, but, yeah, that works too. I mean, it's, it's somebody, you know, maybe maybe they want to go back and, and try. Like, maybe we don't want to know, actually. Yeah. So. Moving forward, going back, whatever you want to do. But uh, let's bring in our boy Chop. Chop, how was week six, my man? I was about break even. I uh, I guess I was over the field on digs, so that was the only thing that broke me even, I guess. Uh, otherwise, I missed out on some some things. And, uh, you know, I don't think a listener needs to go back and, and do all that. I think that's what we paid Soccer Dave to do, go back and listen to these things word for word and then tally this stuff up, man. Otherwise, what else does it do? Just sit around and make funny graphics? I'm wondering, so we'll see if he puts in the time here. But before we get started, I got a bone to pick with Derek here. Okay, okay. And, and you know I love you, but when I load up on a guy, when they're having a mustache day at the stadium and they're handing out 40,000 mustaches and Minshew Mania is in full effect, I finally jump on. The guy gives me five fantasy points. What the hell's up with that? I mean, how, how do you put up five points on mustache day? Yeah, he's speechless. He, I guess. I mean, it's <laughs> disappointed, man. You finally load up on Jacksonville, and the guy can't defend it. So, all right, let's move on to week seven. That, that was definitely my third and wrong. Minshew, I, I'm with the chop. Diggs was a, a good one. I had a bunch of digs, but uh, should have paired more cousins with it. And uh, Minshew, definitely a disappointment. So let's get into week seven, covering everything on the main slate once again. If you're looking for Thursday night football, Sunday night, Monday night, take a look at those showdown videos on Roto-Grinders, Chopping Big T, killing it on those videos. But we're going to cover everything on the main slate. Let's get started with the first game here. San Francisco going to Washington. So obviously a tale of two different teams. San Francisco continues to be impressive, undefeated. Washington got barely squeaked by Miami last week. So Chop, let's get started here. And Anything on the Washington side of things here against the San Francisco defense and the San Fran side we know can be frustrating. A lot of ways they can beat you. Anything stand out on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest takeaway 
from uh, that L.A. Rams-San Francisco game last week was that this defense is for sure – I mean, I hate to sound cliche-ish and say they're the real deal, but, man, they really are good. So, I think moving forward, you know, unless you are a, a really high-powered offense, I think we can avoid teams like the Redskins against the 49ers. This is a good defense, so – I don't think there's any need to push the envelope with Washington here. None of them appeal to me at all. So then we're just left with Frisco. And like you said, they're frustrating. They can go three or four deep at running back, five or six deep at wide out. The only steady guy is George Kittle. So it's George Kittle for me. And I don't need to chase the, the Tevin Coleman, you know, red zone carries. That's fine and all. But I think it'll be more of an alternating thing moving forward. Sometimes it'll be Brieta having a good game. Sometimes Coleman at wide receivers. They'll spread it out. Pettis, Goodwin, Samuel, Richie James. So Kittle and, and Grappolo's not even that good either as far as fantasy things going on this year. So it's Kittle or bust in this game for me. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I was encouraged by Pettis getting more involved, but it, it's really hard. To, unless you're stacking and uh, you're trying to, trying to get two pass catchers with them because Kittle's got to be uh, your first go-to. Uh, I don't see any reason to even go there. McLaurin – it's been good, but this is a tough matchup here against San Francisco. So pretty much a pass for me on, on both teams here, really. Maybe the San Francisco defense uh, is in play against Washington, but this low total, not much to get too excited about. Derek, your thoughts here. You didn't want to answer me about Minshew, but what are your thoughts here on Washington and San Francisco? Speechless again, Chop. He's gone. He's gone. I, I don't even see his name on our thing anymore. He's he's hit the road, man. Maybe he's uh, tallying <laughs> up all the bets for us. He didn't have anything to do. He's going back and uh, seeing how we went. So we'll get Derek back in the loop here, but we'll keep moving on here. Chop, let's take a look at the line here. San Francisco minus 10 on the road. So big number there. Total only at 41, like we mentioned. Either of those uh, ones you want to attack. No, they don't stand out at all. That's a that's a big number for being on the road, and the forty one is, uh, yeah, that's about where I would peg it. So, I, I don't have a maybe an under if you've twisted my arm, but otherwise nothing. Yeah, I think I would maybe take Washington with the ten. That does feel a little high, but uh, too too it's tough to get too excited about betting on the Redskins uh, under forty ones. It's it's not exciting there either. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. But let's just move on to a better game. And a better game we definitely have here with Arizona and the Giants. I think there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this one, Chop, on both sides of the ball. So you prefer one side or the other here if you're loading up. Uh, is this a game stack here, or am I just being too optimistic about this one? Arizona and the Giants. Let me pull that one up. All right. So, yeah, this is a really – I think it's a really good game for uh, fantasy purposes. Kyler Murray starting to finally be the guy I thought he was going to be to start the year. But, you know, it took him a while to get there. But he's getting there now. So, Murray is definitely one of my, one of my favorite quarterbacks this week. The backfield's a little iffy. Chase Edmonds is getting mixed in a little bit more than I would prefer if I'm going to take David Johnson. The price tag is too far up on Chase Edmonds to play him. So backfield's a little bit off limits. I'm interested to see what Christian Kirk does, if he comes back this week or not. If he does, I can definitely play Christian Kirk. If not, then I'll go back to Larry Fitzgerald, and he'll grab all the targets again. On the flip side, Giants, yeah, I like this game a lot for the Giants. I think they're going to get everybody back. Daniel Jones in there, Saquon, Evan Ingram. And for the first time, all those guys will be in there with Golden Tate. And I think, and we saw what Golden Tate did to New England. He got loose, so he should be the number one moving forward as far as uh, wide receivers. I think they're all in play, man, against Arizona. High tempo, a lot of plays here. Uh, of course, the little flow chart tells us Evan Ingram should have a monster day, but. I wouldn't put it past Golden Tate to have the monster day in the receiving core. But, I, you know, if Barkley comes out and, and he ends up playing this week, he'd be, he'd be my number one back. So as we're recording on Wednesday, Barkley and Ingram were full participants in practice today. So, you know, giving that extra time they played on Thursday night, I think that was the plan all along. No reason to rush these guys back. Uh, to play New England on the road, let's get them healthy at home here against Arizona. But I'm with you. I, I like the Giants side of things here. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be one of my favorite quarterbacks of the week. A lot of people going to bail on him. Uh, you got to give the guy a pass in New England with no weapons to speak of. Uh, of course, he's going to have a bad game. So getting Saquon back, getting Ingram back. You mentioned Arizona is like historically bad against tight ends. So 
going to continue to push that matchup. Uh, other side of things, I, I like Kyler Murray to have another big game here. Uh, should have Christian Kirk back. So definitely a game stack here. Derek, are you with us, my man? Do you want to talk some Cardinals and Giants here? Yeah, apologies, apologies, but at least I missed a game that uh, didn't have much fantasy goodness. As far as this one, yeah, I love this spot. Uh, Kyler Murray's had 21 rushing attempts the last two weeks, has led to wins over the Bengals and the Falcons. I think he's firmly in play in all formats. I like his price point at 6,700. Uh, unlike Chop, I like Dustin, or David Johnson a little bit more than him. Uh, played 75% of the snaps last week. He's seen at least seven targets in four of the six games so far this season. We know. You can beat the Giants in any which way. I don't mind stacking him up with Kyler Murray because he is uh, such a big part of the passing game. He's actually on pace for uh, 840 receiving yards. I know in the past he's been a guy that wants to hit that 1,000 rushing yard, 1,000 receiving yard mark. Um, so I like David Johnson and Kyler Murray quite a bit. Uh, Kirk, it sounds like he may be trending in the wrong direction. Uh, if that's the case, I like Larry Fitz once again, and I like Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, Keyshawn's been quiet, but he has seen 12 targets over the last two games. And then for the Giants, yeah, it's a great spot for Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. Uh, Cardinals ranked dead last in fantasy points allowed to both quarterbacks and tight ends. And uh, Patrick Peterson will be back for Arizona, so that should be a boost to their secondary. But Golden Tate, uh, he's ran 77 of his 94 snaps in the slot, so he should be able to avoid Patrick Peterson. I like that call quite a bit. Then obviously Saquon Barkley, assuming he's back to full time, uh, you got to like him in this spot as well. Yeah, game stack a lack of here. So I'm definitely taking the over on this one. Uh, I hope Chop doesn't come in with the old man under here and, and negate my, my big play here. But over 49 and a half for me. Line sits at Giants minus three. So, Derek, you, you, you with me on the over? You like anything on the spread? Yeah, I like the over. Um, in terms of the spread, I mean, it's pretty close. I see these teams as pretty evenly matched. I think the home field pretty much gives you that three points. Um, so if I'm picking uh, to coin flip, I'll take the three with the Cardinals, but don't feel great about it. Yeah, I'm with you on the spread. I, either of these teams could win this game. I don't have a strong lean there either way, but I know these defenses are bad. So shot three for three in the over. Or you you taking that under there? Well, let me tell you, what, what, I, what I like to do sometimes when I'm doing my college stuff is if I see a game and I'm like, dang, I like four or five guys from both teams on offense, and then I look at the spread and, or the total and it looks a very reasonable rate, well, I know I probably got to get on the over there. This is like one of those games. I like, I like all these offensive uh, skill players for both these teams, so totals under 50 yeah I gotta go over here so I'm gonna go over and I also think Arizona is starting to play a lot better on offense they're getting uh they're getting a little bit better in the red zone they're doing a lot a lot of things better and they're getting some secondary help back this week so I think Arizona pulls the upset outright also yeah I mean they've been kicking a lot of field goals I mean <laughs> Kyler Murray the touchdowns are coming like I said they, they looked better last week and, and get another good matchup here the only worry is they're on the road here but uh, I think points will be plentiful here so again stacking this game I think a lot of people are going to go that route so be different uh, be creative in your other spots but uh, the over feels like uh us say a sure thing but, but one of my favorite plays on the week thus far all right next game uh, another interesting game uh, an interdivision game Houston uh, traveling to Indy to take on the Colts here. And the one thing I want to point out here, T.Y. Hilton has always killed the Houston Texans. I mean, you're, you're talking about nine touchdowns in 15 career games, over 85 yards in 11 of those 15 games. He's only 5,900 on, on DK Chop. Lock and load here on Hilton, or am I, am I relying too much on the pass for this matchup? Chop. It, it's a – you, you got me. You got I th me. I thought you, I thought you faded away too. You, <laughs> no, I'm not guys, fading. You guys here. are messing with me now. Just, just <laughs> no, take, no, 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 no. I got, I, I got some real internet here, man. This is, I pay enough for this spectrum. They better not be kicking me off, man. But uh, I think, I think you're locking low, Ty. I'm, I'm with you right there. It's a, it's a pretty good price tag, and uh, basically, I don't even need to rely on the history, which I do like. But I mean, if there's a weakness in the Texans' defense, it's definitely in the secondary. And they're dealing with some injuries. I think they may get somebody back, but then they're losing somebody else this weekend. It's a weird thing. So, T.Y., yeah, man, I'm all on that one. I, I, I mean, Brissett is a nice, steady quarterback. I don't think there's upside there to win your tournaments. So, I, won't go, I wouldn't go that route. But as far as cash game, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think you can complain with his floor. His floor is pretty good. And so, uh, yeah, 
I like I like that that side of it. Could probably avoid Mac if I needed to this weekend. That's not necessarily the we the weakness of the Texans defense. Man, my, I got the old doorbell on Amazon there, and my dog's oh, going crazy. Oh yeah, man. My, but, mine will be ringing here too <laughs> soon. So no packages have come yet. Knowing my wife, it, it happens every day. So you're gonna have to deal with the dogs here with the yeah, OGs. Part of the for, part of the for package. sure, man. That uh, he had an accident this morning for the first time ever since oh. we got him. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he got a, he got a, he had a little accident on. He lifted his leg on the chair this morning on. So uh, I don't know what that was all about. I guess it was uh, my wife didn't take him out, so that's shame on her. But <laughs> I, I was the one left to clean it up. But he's a good dog. So he's not bar he's not barking at Marlon Mack. He's barking at the Amazon guy. He doesn't like Marlon Mack. Neither do I. <laughs> now, as far as Houston, man, I like him. I like this side a lot. I like this passing game a lot. Uh, Watson is clearly, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. DeAndre is just ripe. I don't know what's wrong, but he's just ripe to come in. I'm sure if we looked at air yards and and the lack of touchdowns, I'm sure he's going to spearhead the uh, buy low air yards thing model that Derek likes to talk about. So uh, Derek can give me the real numbers. But And then last week, Will Fuller, I mean, if this guy had any kind of hands, he had right. caught another four touchdowns last yep. week. So Watson has the targets. He's going to throw to these guys. I like this passing game. I'm definitely not chasing the Carlos Hyde points or the Duke Johnson touchdown. Give me all the passing game for both of these teams in this game. So, Derek, what are we doing with Hopkins? Uh, I think that's a big question. It's not like he's been terrible. I mean, the targets have been there. You can talk air yards. I mean, what do we do there? And then uh, Hilton, same thing. Is that just a lock and load for you this week? Yeah, uh, I'll start with Tilton. Definitely lock and load for me. Love the price point. Love the fact that uh, they had the bye week. You know, he was suffering from that quad injury. Should be uh, ready to go this week. And uh, you mentioned the history. I mean, it goes back years and years. But uh, four of the last five games, put up one dud. The other four, he had nine for 199, four for 115, five for 175 with two touchdowns, nine for 115 and touchdown. We get the indoor narrative. Uh, I don't really think you need to pair him up with Brissett because like Chop mentioned, he doesn't have a – you know, really high ceiling. But I think for cash games, he's fine at 5,600. I like Mac a little bit more because I do think everyone's going to be playing Hilton. So if you want to play, uh, get some, um, you know, just, just go a different direction with the Colts. They do have a pretty high implied total. Um, if you look at the Texans defense, they've been pretty decent against the run. They're 11th uh, in DVOA, but they are 26th in uh, fantasy points allowed to the position. So I uh, don't mind looking at Mac as a sort of a leverage play off of T.Y. Hilton in tournaments. And then for the Texans, yeah, I think you uh, have to like Deshaun Watson here. We know Indy wants to slow the pace of the game down, but uh, they don't have a great defense. They're 22nd in DVOA against the pass. Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins are both ranked in the top 10 in terms of air yards this season. So he's going to be airing it out quite a bit if I'm deciding between the two I will definitely go with Hopkins we know the Colts defense they play two deep safeties they like to keep everything in front of them they try to prevent that big play and we've seen Hopkins just you know his ADOT continues to drop last week he had like nine receptions for 55 yards I think so I think it's a great spot for him to get going um don't mind uh, loading up on him in all formats and then uh if Kenny Stills is out again don't mind looking to Kiki QT at 3600 uh just one of those guys that's going to get a lot of shorter targets uh, a decent floor for that price point all right this game open Houston minus one now we're sitting Colts minus one 47 on the total Derek what do you think yeah, this one's tough. Feels like we should like the Texans, you know, coming off of that big win against the Chiefs. But uh, I'll take the home team here. I think the Colts are a lot better than most people realize. Uh, I like their line a little bit better than the Texans as well. So I'll take the Colts. Chop, what do you got? I'm taking the over. I think there's going to be more passing than running for both of these teams. I think that's uh, always a good thing and so uh, for the over. And I'm taking the over. I, I like the over as well. Uh, both of these teams, uh, when you went into Kansas City and got things done, uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to run uh, with as much ease, like you said. So more passing, more clock stoppages, uh, that tends to lean to an over. So don't have a strong lean on who wins the game, uh, but I do think there will be points scored here. So give me that over as well. All right, moving on. Next game for us, Oakland traveling to Green Bay to take on my Packers, 5-1, and one, controversy. You want to talk about all these, these calls. And I'm surrounded by Lions fans where I live, and the amount of just whining about the refs. And my answer is always the same. Don't kick five field goals. And maybe the refs don't even have a big part of that game. But separate, separate discussion for a different day. Derek, your thoughts here. The thing with Green Bay, though, they, they just they, 
they don't look like a five and one team. And as a fan, I can say that they just don't look good. Rogers doesn't look good. The running game, you got Williams looking better than Aaron Jones here. We don't know about Devontae Adams. So as a home favorite, where do we go here? Because I think they can score points. Who's standing out to you? Because to me, not a lot of standout options here on the Green Bay side of things. Yeah, well, first off, I didn't have a dog in the fight last week, but uh, the Lions got royally screwed by those refs. I mean yeah, – I'll admit that those calls were terrible, yeah. but it, it shouldn't come down to that. If you, if you, yeah. if you score touchdowns, uh, when you get those big plays, especially the first play of the game, you get down close, you got to pound those in for touchdowns. I mean, you do, but they still should have won that game. Um, and the worst part, I mean, the whole thing that you can, you know, challenge the pass interference, teams aren't even trying to challenge that anymore because none of them are getting overturned. It's kind of silly. Uh, we saw that play for the Lions where it probably was pass interference on Marvin Jones, but uh, they didn't even throw the flag because they know they're not going to overturn it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Rodgers doesn't look great. You know, he even admitted before last week that he's not about putting up numbers at this stage of his career. He just wants to win. So uh, hard to trust him at this uh point of the season it's kind of weird that he's priced up so much on DraftKings and FanDuel I uh, don't really trust Aaron Jones at the moment uh, you know, I played him in showdown lost the fumble and he dropped that 33 yard touchdown pass and then we had to watch you know Jamal Williams come in and just rack up all the yards and touchdowns so I don't really know who to trust in this offense you know MVS could be the number one wideout uh, against a pretty beatable secondary if uh, Adams and Allison are both out so don't mind looking at him. I think uh, Lazard or Lazard, not really sure how to pronounce his name. Lazard, but don't be Lazard. disrespectful, Derek. <laughs> the Lazard King. Um, oh, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, look, he looked good, but I think uh, he's, I don't know, it feels like he's, we're chasing points a little bit if we play him at 3K. Uh, and then for the Raiders, look, they've been a lot better than most people realize. Back-to-back wins against the Colts and the Bears. Uh, we know the best way to beat Green Bay so far has been through the run. They're 26 in DVOA against uh, the run, fifth against the pass. So maybe this is the spot to get Josh Jacobs going, but if they do fall behind, then it's going to be hard for him to stay on the field. And uh, in that case, you might want to play Darren Waller. Uh, probably going to see Terrell Williams draw Jair Alexander, uh, which is a tough matchup. So maybe a little bit of Waller, maybe a little bit of Jacobs. But for the most part, I don't love this game as a whole. Yeah, I mean, Jacobs would be the guy for me. But, you know, road underdogs generally not where we're looking uh, for running backs. But we know Green Bay been a run funnel, you know, 26 in DVOA against the run. So it's, you know, if I'm playing anybody on that side of the ball, it's Jacobs and Waller. Uh, Green Bay, we'll see. I, I still don't know that there's anybody uh, that jumps off the page. Chop, your thoughts here, Raiders and Packers. It's Lazard, man. <laughs> I, I he was a first. a highly uh, recruited. A highly recruited guy coming out of high school that ended up at Iowa State and was really good, but he just you know caught in that bad Iowa State thing. So yeah, he was really good. So I I, I got a lot of respect for Lazard. Okay, not lizard. He said the lizard. That was a good one. All right, Oakland, I'll pass. I don't want any Oakland. I'm, I'm out. Green Bay's defense is pretty good. Green Bay's defense is so good, I just scooped them up in my season long. So that tells you that should tell you something right there. That's a real defense. I like them. But uh, you're right. I, Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked particularly great. I'm a little bit disappointed that this uh, – I thought this offense was going to, like, be some reawakening of Aaron Rodgers' skills. Well, he's still got the skills. They're just not taking advantage of it. Uh, I don't know what the Devontae Adams news is, but it looks like Geronimo Allison is probably going to be out from everything I've seen. And MVS left briefly. I, I, I doubt he's going to sit out this game, but an injury is an injury in the NFL. Those are tougher to play with. So, hey, man, if Lazard slides in there at, at a good price tag like that, min, min salary, I – I may run him out there. It is Aaron Rodgers, you know. He can always make a number two or a number three wide receiver. We saw it for many years, turn them into really good products. So, uh, I, don't, I don't mind that. We'll see what Devontae Adams does, though. And, uh, yeah, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams really looks like it's headed to, towards a split here that I don't want to have any part of. Aaron Jones could reestablish himself, but uh, I don't think I need to take that chance. I think if you played him against the Cowboys, you got all those big points. That was your big week of the year. Maybe he'll have a a couple nice weeks moving forward, but it really looks like they don't want to turn him loose with Jamal Williams there. So I may be passing on that running back situation. All right, let's look at the betting market. I'm pretty much hands-off in this game. It feels right on. Five and a half is where we sit. The line opened at seven and a half, and it's been bet way down already. So uh, it feels about right. Forty-six and a half. 
uh, also kind of right where I would have pegged it. So I don't have any strong takes here. Chop, do you like either of those in this game? I really wish the Raiders were not coming off of a bye week because I want to take the Packers minus the points. I just don't like to go against teams coming off of that bye week. But that's assuming they've got good coaching because, you know, otherwise a bye week really doesn't matter if you don't have a good coach. I don't know what Gruden's got up his sleeve, so I'll take the Packers at home minus the points. Probably some trickery. I mean, we saw the, the flea flicker and some of the things the Lions did, so I could see Oakland trying to get creative with some of that stuff. So, ah, we'll see. I, I get, yeah, I don't have a strong take here. Derek, you like either of those, uh, the five and a half or the 46 and a half? Yeah, give me the old man under in this one. I don't think the Packers are going to put up 26. I don't think the Raiders are going to put up 20 on the road against this defense. So I'll take the under. There you go. Maybe I got to jump on an old man under here. Maybe that. Maybe that's the play because the Green Bay offense is not impressive uh, whatsoever for me. So maybe that'll be one. We'll see as we get closer to Sunday. All right, next game, we'll stay in the NFC North. Two teams battling it out, Vikings and Lions uh, in our next one. Uh, Lions, obviously, that heartbreaker. I don't deny those were bad calls, and maybe they did get screwed at the end there. Uh, The Vikings, big win at home against the Eagles. So now going on the road here, two pretty good defenses, two pretty good offenses here. Uh, Chop, what prevails here? Which which side are you liking in this one, or are you staying away in this one? This is – I think you you said it all. Two two good defenses, and uh, the offenses are – yeah, you know, they're okay. I mean, they've looked good again. The offenses look good against really weak defenses, but this is a, these are both tough defenses. It's probably not. I can't. I can't chase the Diggs game. Uh, Thielen is okay. He's always a pretty good matchup. Dalvin Cook could power his way, but like you said, the Detroit defense is really underrated. They're they're very solid. So Minnesota doesn't look too appealing on the flip side. The Minnesota defense is good. So Stafford, eh, carry on Johnson getting all this work, which we all love volume, but it would also help a little bit to be a tad bit more efficient with all those carries, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if I could go there because he's just not doing much with it. Maybe Kenny Galladay because he's like the one matchup-proof guy in, in this whole offense week after week. So maybe it's Kenny Galladay, but I'm with you. This is this does not feel good for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I mean, Galladay over 20 and eight, three of the last four, the targets have been there. I mean, eight's his lowest targets uh, on the season, and they're throwing the ball downfield a lot more than anybody realized. You know, Stafford uh, really putting it down there. So I don't mind Galladay, 5,800 uh, feels about right. Uh, Dalvin Cook, still intriguing to me, even at AK. Uh, this Lions run D has been good. They're not the run D of last season. We haven't seen them really shutting things down completely. So uh, if I go one guy on each side, I think it's Cook and Galladay. Uh, Derek, what do you think here, Vikings and Lions? Yeah, not a great game overall. You guys mentioned it. Uh, pretty good defenses, and both offenses are ranked in the top nine in run play percentage, so they're both just trying to run the ball. Uh, I do like Dalvin Cook a little bit. You mentioned uh, the workload. It's just there every single week, and while the Lions have been mediocre against the run, they have allowed the third most schedule-adjusted fantasy points to running backs. Uh, we know Cook is going to get his work, so I, I like him quite a bit. I'm kicking myself for not being uh, on the Vikings passing attack a little bit more last week. We talked about it on the show. You know, Philly second just been so bad and I didn't play Cousins didn't play Thielen didn't play Diggs um, not going to go back to him this week but we should have been on that last week and then for Detroit yeah not to a lot to like here yeah you mentioned the volume for carry on has been good the price point is appealing uh, but it's a tough matchup uh, the Vikings secondary hasn't rated out well in terms of like their coverage grades or anything like that so you can go to Kenny Galladay but I'll actually go a little bit cheaper and go with TJ Hawkinson as a tournament play Vikings 28th in fantasy points allowed to the position. Hawkinson only 3,600. He's been heavily involved in the red zone as well. All right, we got Vikings uh, road favorites here, minus one. uh, The total sitting at 46. I'm going to go with the Lions at home here. Uh, I think the Vikings are a better team at home. uh, Traveling on the road, I think the Lions get the win here. Uh, Derek, minus one, 46. I'll take the under. Under 46. You're still in my, my stick, Derek. Come we on, can agree. Chops I know Chops going under on this one. You know I got to go under. Oh, yeah. I, you you got to go under on this one for yeah, sure. This, this was the easy one to peg your under. So two unders and a Lions. Let's move on. Jacksonville. And Derek, I'm going to get a damn answer out of you about the, this mustache gate and this guy not performing for me last week. But now gets a bounce back spot in Cincinnati uh, where – 
offense is going to thrive. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette, uh, my favorite play in the week, to be honest, at running back. Cincinnati's been that bad. It could be very popular this week, but I think you lock and load here with Leonard Fournette. So your thoughts there? Is he going to be too popular in tournaments? I'll break that down. And then does the stash bounce back here against the Bengals? Yeah, I think he has to bounce back a little bit. I was disappointed last week as well. I didn't see the actual time of possession, but I think the Saints just dominated that. Um, they got the ball back with like nine minutes left, and they ran out the entire clock there in the fourth quarter. So uh, it was a down game for Minshew. Uh, I was on D.D. Westbrook uh, quite a bit, and you know he was obviously down as well with Minshew having that bad game. But it's a good bounce back spot. Uh, Cincinnati, you can beat them on the ground or through the air. Love Leonard Fournette. Uh, He had 26 touches last week. He now has 141 on the season, which is the second most of any player in the NFL. He's essentially Christian McCaffrey, just uh, heavier. Christian McCaffrey, heavy instead instead of light. Um, So I think he's firmly in play. I think he'll be popular, but hard to pass up that volume. I think it's a nice bounce back spot for DJ Chark. If you look at our wide receiver cornerback chart here on Roto Grinders, uh, he has the number one matchup of the week. So I like that quite a bit. Then for Cincinnati, now, Jaguars, they've been decent against the pass and really bad against the run. Uh, 32nd in DVOA uh, so far this season. So if you want to play Joe Mixon, you can. But uh, they got to stay in the game for him to stay on the field. You know, Giovanni Bernard sort of taking over that pass down work. So uh, I like Mixon in tournaments if you do think the game stays close. And then if you don't, I don't really love anyone from Cincinnati. Maybe go to Tyler Boyd with the bounce back uh, spot. But I just don't really love the Bengals as a whole. Who would have thought we'd ever see Joe Mixon at 5K, Chop? So are you buying there and in your thoughts on Leonard Fournette on the other side? Uh, oof. Oof, I don't think I can buy Joe Mixon uh, this it's, week. It's tough, man. Even 5K, yeah, like the price nah, five, but... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to – yeah, nah, I, I don't know about that one. I love Fournette, though, and uh, I'm, with, I'm with Derek on those points. Shark with a good matchup, and that's all good. Fournette's good one, and uh, I think you could run it back with uh, – yeah, I don't know. I'll have to take a dig, dig a little deeper and see which Cincy receiver I might want to take. Like I, I was on Tyler Boyd last weekend. I thought he had the matchup. Then we come out and I start watching the game and I realize, well, gosh dang, the Ravens are shadowing Boyd with their best uh, defensive back, their best weapon in the defensive backfield. So that didn't work out. Boyd got shut down because of that. Could I couldn't have never imagined. Nothing I read said that there was going to be a shadow situation, but. It happens, so I'll dig into it and see what, who's going to draw A.J. Bowie because we know uh, Jalen Ramsey's gone now, so we don't have to worry about that. So somebody's going to have a good matchup out there. I'll figure it out. Speaking of which, I'd like to take my remaining allotted time and ask Derek what he, how he truly, truly feels about losing uh, the premier cover corner in, in the NFL. Well, uh, I think it's fine. I think we got uh, certainly enough for it. Two first-round picks, which, you know, at this point, they look like they could be decent picks if the Rams, uh, you know, continue to lose games. And get a fourth-rounder as well. Uh, It doesn't seem like he was happy in Jacksonville. I always hate losing a top guy like that, but uh, I'll take it. We'll uh, build down the road. The bigger question, Chop, does he regret not taking Ezekiel Elliott at that spot instead of Jalen <laughs> Ramsey? Mm, that's that's, that's it's nice. interesting because you could have used that next pick instead of Fournette in the first round with a top five or whatever pick. You could have used that on – I don't even know who. could probably some awesome player was sitting there waiting for you. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a, yeah, you're, you're going to get some good draft picks, but will any of those draft picks – you know, as good of a trash talker as Jalen Ramsey. Something <laughs> about having a guy like that on your team as a fan. Oh, yeah. Awesome, dude. So their, last, them, their last three first round picks all play for the Rams, though. <laughs> I saw that. Interesting. That's interesting. Crazy. They can, they can have Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> they, may need, they, may, they actually may need him here pretty soon. <laughs> he may be their best. All right. We got minus four for Jacksonville on the road. 43 and a half. I think I'll take Jacksonville. Cincinnati, just one of those teams that doesn't seem interested in winning either. So I think the Jags win this one uh, by a touchdown at least. So give me Jacksonville. Derek? Yeah, give me Jacksonville. And just a quick note on the wide receiver cornerback matchup. So A.J. Boye uh, has only run 16 uh, routes or 16 snaps in the slot. So he's going to be playing outside outside the old time. We know Tyler Boyd is going to run most of his routes in the slot. So maybe he's the guy to target this week. There you go. Probably a good buy low on Tyler Boyd uh, after a disappointing week six. So uh, Chop, your thoughts here on the spread and the total. Whew, this is some tough one right here. Uh, 
I think I think the public's going to be on Jacksonville quite a bit, so I, I think I'm going to pass on that one. And and uh, I think I'm looking at this total. Oh, I'm going to go over on this one, man. I'm going to go over because uh, just what Derek just convinced me to go over with that Tyler Boyd news nice. out of the slot. I'm going over on this one. All right, this next game should be pretty quick here. Miami going to Buffalo. Buffalo is massive favorites here. I love Josh Allen to John Brown here. Uh, Josh Allen had two massive games against this Miami team uh, last season. Both those games were in December when he went on his tear, but uh, 33 and 41 DraftKings points uh, in those games. So nothing for me on the Miami side. Give me all the Josh Allen to John Brown. So, Chop, is it as simple as that? Is there more to this game, or do you see anything on the Miami side worth running it back with those Buffalo stacks? No. This uh... – no, this is not a Miami game at all for me. Unfortunately, uh, I think uh, if they had a better matchup, I would definitely be looking at them with the quarterback change. But this is a very difficult matchup. So, yeah, I'm exactly I'm exactly with you. It's a two-man show. Give me Allen to Brown, and that can call it a day. You want a little Fitzmagic uh, revenge narrative going <laughs> back to Buffalo? It would have been great if it wasn't such a tough matchup these days. Buffalo has become a very, very – tough uh defense pass defense man yeah for sure so the only other thing is keep an eye on Devin Singletary expected to be back this week uh, I don't know that he just instantly... oh that's good for my best ball shares come <laughs> on Singletary <laughs> same man I got a ton of Singletary so I don't know that I can play him in DFS I don't know that they just sit Gore down so I think they split the work but uh Derek uh, you as high in this passing game Allen to Brown as we seem to be <laughs> Yeah, it's hard not to like Allen, hard not to like Brown. He'll probably draw Xavier Howard, but he's actually been really bad so far this year, one of the worst coverage grades of any corner so far this season. So uh, I do like those two, but for me, I have more interest in the Bills' defense. Uh, look at the Dolphins. They've allowed 23 sacks, nine interceptions, two fumbles, and two touchdowns to opposing defenses so far this season. We know Fitz loves to turn the ball over. Uh, they're playing on the road. Bills have one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think uh, you know people will be looking to pay down a defense this week because there's not any obvious values at the moment. So give me the Bills defense. Yeah, what's Miami projected to score? Like 12? 11 and a half right now. Wow. <laughs> 11 and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll take the under on Miami, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, huge spread in this game, as we talked about, the Bills uh, minus 16 and a half as of right now. 40 and a half on the total, Derek. So, like in either of those. Uh, I mean, I think the Bills could cover this total by themselves. I guess I'll take the over, but don't feel great about it. Don't really want to play 17. That's a lot of points. So, I'll take the over, but don't feel great. I, I think I'm going to go with Buffalo here. As much as that is a lot of points, I, I just don't see Miami against this defense on the road doing anything. So, even if it's uh, 23 to 3, 27 to, to – Seven, I think Buffalo covers here. So give me the Bills. Chop, 16 and a half, 40 and a half. Give me Buffalo minus the points coming off of a, a – correct me if I'm wrong, they're coming off of a bye week, right? Coming uh, off of a bye correct. week? Coming Never. off of a bye week at home. Don't think Miami scores much like y'all guys said. And I think Josh Allen jumps them out to a lead. And then the running game pounds Miami – in the second half and never lets them get within four touchdowns. I think that's just a wild call right there, but I think it's a blowout. Same. All right, let's move on. Last early game for us. We have the Rams going to take on Atlanta and this one, 54 and a half on the total. We know this is going to be one of the more popular games on the slate. So running back, we'll see Gurley questionable, Malcolm Brown questionable. That obviously would open up Daryl Henderson at just 3,500. But my big question here, Chop, Huge total game, close spread. Can we go back to Jared Goff and feel okay about it? Well, you you have to in DFS. You have to have a short memory, man. You just can't – you can't uh, – yeah, you can't have that kind of bias. So, yeah, definitely looking at Jared Goff. Everybody's talking about how bad he is. I know he's bad. He's not a good quarterback. He's never been a good quarterback. He's all – all of his success was a product of McVay and all that good stuff. I get it. But he's got three good weapons. It's a great matchup. You definitely go back to Jerry Goff in DFS for sure. So I'm with you right there. The running game is the thing I can avoid, especially if Gurley is back. You know, I don't trust him. I, I've said it on the show already a bunch of times. I won't play him this year. And so uh, if he's back, I won't play it. Now, if he's out – 
then maybe I could start digging in and seeing if Daryl Henderson's going to get a bigger share this weekend. But it looks like Gurley's going to be back. But I like golf. I like his three weapons figured out. Uh, I see a lot of Gerald Everett love out there. He's really, you know, I don't know. To me, it's not an attractive pick. I'm not going to go that. Give me Woods, Cooks, or Cup, and I'm fine. On the flip side, Atlanta at home. The season is uh, winding down for them, but they're certainly not giving up. So I don't know what Jalen Ramsey is going to come in and do in his first game for the Rams, how effective he's going to be, if he's going to know any of the, you know, the more intricate schemes. So I'm hoping we don't get a pure shadow of Julio here. Otherwise, that's the only thing that could slow Julio down in this game. I love Matt Ryan, love Julio Jones. You know, you can also play the uh, the auxiliary pieces like Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley and hope you get lucky there. But I love me some Matt Ryan this week to Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, Ridley's only 53, Sanu 46. So if it is a, a shadow situation, Matt Ryan's going to throw for 300 yards. He seemingly does it every week. So uh, I like those pairings on the cheap as well. So uh, Derek, your thoughts here. This is probably the game of the week, the game a lot of people are going to attack. Uh, what's the right way to attack it? And is, is too much – what is too much from this game? Yeah, how many pieces on each side? Yeah, both passing games firmly in play. I'll start with the Falcons. Matt Ryan, at least 300 yards in every single game so far this season. He's had at least three touchdowns in four of those games. Rams have been a pass funnel defense, 20th uh, DVOA against the pass, fifth against the run. So I love the spot for Matt Ryan. Uh, we mentioned, you know, Jalen Ramsey. If he does shadow Julio, uh, I'll still play him a little bit, but probably only in tournaments. Uh, if he ends up being out with that back injury that he's been dealing with, then, you know, fire up Julio in all formats. And then uh, Ridley's the new Hooper. I think you can mix them in as well. On the opposite side, actually, I should mention Devontae Freeman's viable. You know, he's caught 16 of his 17 targets the last three weeks, 72% of the snaps last week. So he's kind of taking control over this backfield. 5,400 is a pretty good price point for him. And then for the Rams, yeah, I agree with Chop and, uh, you know, what you said. Uh, it's all about Goff and his receivers. You know, Goff um, – he's not a good quarterback but he does rack up stats especially when they're trailing and then uh, I like Cooper Cup to bounce back I'm fine going Woods fine going Cooks but uh, I think Cup to Goff's going to be the what I uh, go to in this one Malcolm Brown uh, I think I'm done with him even if he gets a start that was uh, very frustrating you know had 40 yards on the first drive and ended up with 40 yards yeah, it was tough, and a lot of people were, were on him on the higher own players last week. So That was the best part, watching the victory laps after the first drive. <laughs> I 40 yards on the first drive, and you guys said Malcolm Brown wasn't yeah. worth it. Thanks, uh, Davis Maddock. I was taking one of those in my silence. head. <laughs> Nothing after that. So, All right, we got Rams minus 3, 54 and a half, like I mentioned on the total. I like the Rams here. This Falcons are just bad. Uh, their defense is terrible. Uh, I think the Rams right the ship here, so – Give me the Rams, minus three uh, as road favorites. Uh, Derek, uh, you liking either of those? Yeah, kind of a must-win situation for the Rams. Uh, you know, next year I saw their cap hit for their top four players is like $109 million. Uh, so they're basically going all in this year. Uh, I'll take the Rams and I'll take the over. All right, Chop, what do you got here? This game can't possibly stay under. It's got to go over. Just the Falcons are too good of an offense. You know the Rams are going to score points. Falcons are just too good on offense in garbage time to uh, not score three touchdowns plus some field goals. It's, it's got to go over. Give me the over. All right, the over it is. Moving on, we got a three-game afternoon slate. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's the good news. The bad news is there's some rough-looking games in here. So uh, first game we have Chargers and Titans. Very low total in this game. Uh, Tennessee making the move to Ryan Tannehill is the, is the big news here. But uh, you're talking about a 40-point total here. Neither offenses look great. I played some Derrick Henry last week for the first time in forever. Still feeling the sting of that one. So, <laughs> Derek, anything to like in this game, it's pretty much a pass for me here. If I'm building one lineup this week, I don't think uh, I'll look to this game at all. But uh, you can always play Derrick Henry at home with the Titans defense. You know, the Chargers always shooting themselves in the foot. Can't believe they lost uh, the last two games. But uh, so I'm okay with Derrick Henry. Tannehill should help the passing offense a little bit. Davis and Brown are both cheap if you want to, you know, throw them into some tournament lineups. For the Chargers, I have no idea why they think uh, Melvin Gordon is so good. Uh, played 60% of the snaps last week. You know, Ayakler has just been better in every sense. He's been better in the running game, the passing game. But 
Looks like he's going to be second fiddle to Gordon, so I'll be avoiding that. Keenan Allen should draw a nice matchup against Logan Ryan. Uh, he's allowed 269 yards already this season. And uh, Hunter Henry's back. Uh, he looked really good. Ran 30 routes uh, either out wide or in the slot last week. So I think he's a nice uh, value at tight end. All right, Chop, what do you got here? Ugly game, 40-point total. Maybe lean on Mike Williams in those massive uh, buy low air yards model. And uh, also, I'll, you know, look look for a little Adam Humphreys, man. Maybe a little white on white stuff going on here. Tannehill, you never know. A little white boy to white boy action. <laughs> he, you know, so maybe Adam Humphreys is the guy to go with here. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind when I build lineups. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> can always call on you, Chop. The white on white action. I like it. Adam, oh. That guy can pop off for a big game anytime. That's the thing. So uh, we'll see if Keenan Allen bounces back. Hunter Henry coming off that big game. There's intriguing pieces here, but uh, let's look at his total at 40. Uh, the line minus two for Tennessee as of right now, Chop. What do you think there? Um, I just that's that's too close to, to call on both ends. Uh, that's not a game I, I want to. I prefer to bet right there. Uh, so the Chargers always seem to be the team when when you write them off for dead, they make a run. When they're a favorite, and you think they're going to crush it, they don't cover. So I'm going to go with the Chargers here to to, to rise up. Bounce back and win this game. So I'm going to go Chargers money line uh, in this one. Derek, minus two or 40, like in either of those. Yeah, great point on the Chargers. Every time you ride them off, that's when they start winning games. So I'll go with the Chargers as well. All right, next game, probably the best game in this afternoon slate, Baltimore uh, in Seattle. Uh, two defenses that used to be good, not so great anymore. Uh, and that kind of reflects in this total at 49. So – Derek, let's start with you here. A lot of ways you can go in this one. Uh, I like a lot of plays in this game. Yeah, for the Ravens, it's pretty simple. You play Lamar Jackson, and then you pick either Brown or Andrews to pair him up with. Uh, those two are clearly, you know, the top targets in terms of their target share, their air yard share, whatever you want to look at. Uh, I think Lamar is getting, you know, overlooked so far this week. Uh, looked at the CVR, looked at some of the projections, and uh, he's not really popping in any of the models. So I like Lamar quite a bit. And then on the opposite side, yeah, Russell Wilson, MVP so far in this season. Uh, just looks great. Um, it's just going to come down to game script. If they're ahead, it's going to be the Chris Carson show because that's kind of how, you know, they want to lean on that running game. If they're behind, Wilson's just going to light them up. So it's a good uh, matchup for both of these offenses. I think Tyler Lockett's one of my favorite wide receivers play of the week. Uh, he had a touchdown call back, uh, and we've seen the Ravens really struggle against uh, slot, slot receivers outside of Tyler Boyd last week. So I like the game quite a bit. I think you can stack it. And these are two defenses that used to be great, and now they're both well below the league average. Yeah, I really like Carson here. I mean, you're talking about 20 – you have 28 touches last week, 28 the week before that, and still not priced up uh, probably where he should be. So uh, you run him with, and run it back with a Lamar to, to Andrews. A lot of ways you can go here, but Chris Carson stands out to me uh, as a guy I want a lot of this week against Baltimore. Chop, thoughts here, Ravens and Seahawks. I think there's a lot of points. I just think it's going to be tough for me to figure out where it's coming from for Baltimore. Obviously, like Lamar Jackson, like his Brown, the Brown to Andrews, either one of them, that call. But I could also see a game, any, any of these games, Mark Ingram could step up and vulture three touchdowns. That's just who he is, so... Yeah, you know, that's that's rough right there to figure that one out. Uh, I think they're all worth a shot. And it's the same for Seattle. Yes, you, on paper, you always love – it always seems like Russell and his wide receivers are in a good spot. And then Chris Carson steps up and, and vultures everything. And it's a running game for Seattle. So, I don't know. You know, it's tough right there. What I, I would the, – the Tyler Lockett thing is interesting because last week I, I mentioned Baltimore used Marlon Humphreys, who's probably their best defensive back strictly to shadow Tyler Boyd, and he shut him down. So that happens to Tyler Lockett this week. It could be interesting for DK Metcalf. He could have a big game, but I'm with you, man. I like the game for points. I just don't know if it's going to come from the passing or the running. So it's tough to figure that out. I, I don't know, man. And keep an eye on Jimmy Smith. Was was back at practice as of today, just doing individual drills. I don't, I don't think he plays, but uh, he's in the mix. Marcus Peters, uh, they traded for, so – uh, the secondary may be a little bit better than what they've been. Uh, we'll see if either of those two guys are ready to go, but uh, something to keep an eye on. So spread here, we have Seattle at home as the favorite, minus three and a half, 49 on the total, Chuck. Seattle is not quite good enough to be given more than a field goal at home to Baltimore, so I'm going to take Baltimore with the spread. 
All right, I think I'm going the over here. Uh, both of these defenses, again, are, are not very good. I think both offenses can score points here. So I could see this game going to the 50s. Uh, give me over 49. Derek, your thoughts? I agree with Chop. I think this is a field goal game, so I will take the Ravens plus three and a half. All right, last game for us, and maybe the ugliest game on the slate, unfortunately, to end it. But uh, we got a 38 and a half point total here. Saints traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Trubisky expected to be back. Uh, Alvin Kamara banged up on the other side for New Orleans. So that's your injury uh, updates. Latavius Murray, 5,100. Interest there if Kamara's out, uh, Derek. I don't know. I mean, he looked pretty good last week against Jacksonville, but they're dead last in DVOA against the run. This is a much tougher matchup. I know the Bears lost to Keem Hicks, but still, um, I think this is a really tough spot for uh, the Saints, and Kamara's dealing with a high ankle injury. I kind of expect him to sit this one out. For me, it'll probably just be Michael Thomas or Bust um, for the Saints. And then for the Bears, I don't know if I like anyone here. You know, Trubisky sounds like he could suit up for this one. Uh, Montgomery is pretty cheap if you want to give him a look in tournaments. Allen Robinson, uh, he's been running 35% of his routes from the slot. So, you know, maybe he avoids Marshawn Latimer for some of the game. But overall, this is a pretty ugly one, uh, especially if Kamara's out. If Kamara's active and we expect him to be a full goal, then maybe I'll look at him in tournaments. But uh, I think I'll avoid it. Yeah, I mean, it's two very good defenses. Uh, if anything, I like the Saints D here. Uh, if Trubisky's back, maybe get some turnovers. Uh, Latavius doesn't feel like a cheap enough to get too excited about it. He's kind of in that, that mid-range with Mixon, guys like that. So uh, pretty much a stay away from me. Chop, finish us off here. Saints and Bears. Uh, well, the Saints just signed Zach Zinner, so that points towards Alvin, Alvin yep. Kamara not, not suiting up here. So – yeah, without Kamara, it's a total no-go on this entire game. For me, you point to any strength of one of these offenses, and it's nullified by that defense having, you know, like running game. Both these defenses are very good against the run. And then uh, Michael Thomas can get shut down by that uh, Bears defense. And then on the flip side, Allen Robinson would be a target normally for me, but I don't want him against Marshawn Lattimore, who's looked a lot better lately. So it's a no-go for me. I'm out on that game. All right, minus three and a half for 38 and a half. You, you out on that too. Oh, give me that. Give me that old man under on this one. How can they score 38 <laughs> points with these? No way, man. No way. I, I actually like the under here too. This game is going to be ugly. There's actually juice on the under right now, so I'm with you on this one. Sign me up for the old man under here, under 38 and a half. Derek? Make it three for three. Hammer the old man under. There we go. And that'll finish us off here for week seven and the main slate. Guys, we appreciate you listening as always. Uh, you got any questions, you can hit us up on Twitter. Guys, final thoughts here. Week seven, Chop, what do you got? I mean, my final thought here is Big T's up here on Twitter right now posting his pedicure pictures. This is a, this is egregious, oh, man. You can't do this, Big oh, T. Boy. You can't do this to us, man. I know you're rolling in the giblets, but come on now. That's wow. too much. That's a hashtag how rich right now. Come man. on, yeah. man. That's, we, we, that's, that's, that's too much. All right. Much. So the mission, when you listen to this podcast, you got to attack Big T in the, in the pedicure. That, that's your goal. Not only get us our picks, see how well we're doing. If you got extra time, Get on this guy about the pedicure. I love me some big T, but, yeah, we, we, we can't have that. Derek, final thoughts here weeks up. I was just going to mention, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, true workhorse running backs in the slate. You know, we're missing uh, McCaffrey and some of the other guys there, uh, Zeke up at the top, and then not a lot of obvious values so far early in the week. So it might be a good week to go balanced uh, and pick your favorite game stacks, go from there. There you go. I think Jared Goff bounces back in a big way. So I have some exposure there. And it was ugly last week, but uh, I think he does whatever he wants here against this Atlanta defense. So uh, Rams win. Jared Goff, big game here in week seven. And that will do it here for my boys. Notorious, head chopper, I am beer, St. Salut. Best of luck this weekend, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you right back here next week.